Hello everybody and welcome to episode 18 of Overly Honest Dads. This is the parenting podcast that aims to give you an honest look at what fatherhood is really like, primarily because we tell you far more than we ever should. My name's Matt and I'm your host and I'm joined as ever by my podcast pals Magnus. Hi everyone. And John. Hello, hello. How are we doing? Yeah, not bad. Sexual. Awesome. So today, sexual. Yeah, I'm feeling sexual, man. I'm with you guys. I'm worried. Um, so today we've got another segment episode. So uh, the running order for today's episode is we're going to start with dad news as ever. And then we're going to go on to a product review that Magnus has has prepared. Magnus, what are you going to be reviewing today? I'm going to be reviewing the Works Cube Vac. A vacuum cleaner. It is a vacuum cleaner. I'm expecting <laughs> a very exciting <laughs> review. Um, and then we're going to move on to episode three of the Netflix documentary Babies. This episode focuses on crawling and movement in general for babies. And we're going to round things off with a round of Am I Being Unreasonable? Where we look at some uh, posts on Mumsnet and decide if the poster is being reasonable or not. Um, so a fun packed episode. I'm sure you agree so john is going to kick us off with some dad news so john take it away yes so i'm going to take you on a bit of a journey um of sort of a a few things that have that have happened to me that have sort of come to a a completion this week so i bit of a weird story walking home from work quite late in the city in london i accidentally stepped on something on the floor i turn around i look it was a bird with a broken wing. So oh. this was in the last few days, was it? No, this was about, oh goodness, yeah, this was about before lockdown. So you're okay. talking about four months ago, roughly. Yeah. So you and stepped I felt, on the bird. But it, the wing was already broken, but oh, I felt okay. really bad. It was a baby seagull. And I'm like, oh, poor little thing. I'm, I'm, so basically what I did is I actually stood there, called the RSPCA, put a box around and waited around for someone to come and pick it up. And it took about an hour and a half. But I felt so bad for this bird. So yeah, so protected it, did all the rest of it. Now... The other part is at home, we live in London. Not everyone would know this, but in London, there's a lot of foxes. They're a bit shitty with the rubbish. Mm -hmm. It's quite annoying. They break into your your rubbish and they eat through it and make a mess. Mm -hmm. So I've ended up building this thing to try and protect us. So we got like kind of a cage and I built onto the cage underneath it to make sure that foxes can't get in and all the rest of it. And the only thing that's exposed to the environment is cardboard and plastic. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Nothing else. And it's been safe from foxes. And then recently, fucking seagull went at the pizza boxes because there was like, I literally come outside and fucking seagull flies away and makes a mess of all the pizza boxes that were in the paper. I'm like, motherfucker, try to save one of you fuckers like a little while ago. And look what you're doing. Well, so so do you think the seagulls would have known that you looked after one of them? I took it personally, to be honest. I think they know that they talk to each other, you know, you know, seagull whispers, seagull whispers. Mm -hmm. And it really annoyed me. Seagulls, they're they're kind of pricks though, aren't they? Yeah, they they are. are. They're pricks. The big shits. Which I've never been, uh, you know, never, never been a victim of. Yeah. But I, I really protected that. But an hour and a half of my evening, where I could have been home with my kids, mm. I spend it trying to save this baby seagull. And I bet it was the same fucker that came to my bins. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not too sure that's how altruism works. If you did your part, then it may be best to just forget about it and not expect anything. I'm in, Italian, man. In there's, there's vengeance involved when you mess with me and my God. stuff. Um, so yeah, and, 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 and I'm like, and after that, I'm like, lockdown changed me. Go on, what, what's, your, on the way what's your, here what's your news, scooter. Magnus? Um, so my news is that, uh, it's, it's very basic. Um, yeah, no, Quid, Quid is saying some more words. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, it's really, really cute. So she, she was saying some of the same words that she's saying now. 
um, last week, but it it wasn't as refined. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, she's now saying uh, cow. Oh, Kia. Tato. No. Tato. Ball. At every ball or circle shape she, she sees, it's a ball to her, which is, is wrong, mm-hmm. but it's cute. It's good. Yeah. But she needs to know it's wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking wrong. <laughs> Shut up, child. She, she's also saying daddy, like long, like a real, with gusto, daddy and mummy. And she means it. Like, I'm daddy, mummy's mummy. Yeah, we've got that distinction now. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, yesterday, however, randomly, at I think like one in the morning, she woke up. She Bear in mind, she'd never done this before. She woke up and she stayed up for three to four hours. Califad, you really think it's pyralidocious? No, she didn't wake up saying that, did she? No, no, but she, 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 she may have been. Yeah. She was trying out all kinds of vowels and consonants and new words. And it was weird. Uh, Romy um, got the sofa pillows and just slapped, slapped them on the floor and uh, laid herself out. And Quinn was like babbling away. She's like, yes, dear. Yes, dear. You carry on. So, uh, yeah, that that was interesting. Um, yeah, that's my dad news. Okay. And it's probably worth pointing out to listeners that there's not been a big gap since we last recorded. It's the shortest gap we've ever had between recording sessions because our last one was on a last Saturday and this is a Wednesday. Mm. So there's only been four days uh, for us to accumulate dad news, which isn't that much, especially during lockdown, which we can't still kind of in. Um, so for me, it's just <laughs> been based around the uh, sort of what I was talking about last week, which was Amelie started at a new nursery um, and she's really settled in now. So last Friday when she <coughs> went there, when Alex uh, handed her over, she cried and she wasn't very happy. But today uh, she went over really happily and I went to pick her up today and I could see to, to two of the people that work at the nursery came to the door and one of them well both of them really just had so much sort of love in their eyes for Emily like they I, already I can tell that she's bonded with them and she seemed really happy as well Emily did when she came out so that just inspires a bit of confidence because when you do put your kid into some kind of daycare there's a there's definitely an adjustment period and it's awful handing your kid over and watching them be upset about it and I remember Emily reaching out to me when I when we first put her in nursery last year like when your daughter's just reaching out to try and get you and you've got to just get out of there as soon as you can it's a little bit heartbreaking mm. and it's a lot easier when, once they enjoy it and you can tell that they're happy it makes you feel a lot better and having not having to balance work and childcare is amazing yeah, yeah, yeah it I don't is, imagine. It's just I feel so much more relaxed than I have done over the well since March of this year, really. For the so for the last four months, I feel far more relaxed than any time in the last four months, and that is a nice thing to have. Um, yeah, so that rounds up dad news. Um, so as we do, we take we'll take a quick break now, and we'll be back in a moment to hear Magnus review a vacuum. Please don't stop listening. Please come back. It will be worth it. I promise. Magnus will make this really interesting. I promise you. Don't turn off. We'll see you in a moment. Welcome back to Overly Honest Dads. Um, so Magnus has a product review for us. He is reviewing a vacuum cleaner. But knowing Magnus, I know this must be some kind of super special, uh, amazing, innovative product. So Magnus, why don't you tell us all about this product, this vacuum cleaner? Thanks, Matt. Thanks for, thanks for setting up that premise and uh, just qualifying that, yes, I don't every day uh, review uh, a vacuum cleaner or even feel the inclination to do so. But this is a fucking good vacuum cleaner it's the works cube vac it came out this year uh, have you guys heard of it before you probably heard of it for me yes you said it about so, 17 times yeah, i know i know i really do like it <laughs> but the dear uh, listeners need to hear the story indeed indeed right so i i i'm part of the um 
the works PowerShare family, uh, which is some bullshit for you have too many of their products and they share the same batteries. Okay. Um, so I've got loads of works products. And the reason why... Is works got, a manufacturer? Yeah, works. So W-O-R-X. Um, they're kind of like a mid-range, uh, good quality DIY, okay quality professional brand um fairly good value for money some yeah. of their brushless things are i have uh, a drill yeah it's really good i've had it for 10 years it's really yeah good. they are really really good um ha- however they're, they're, they're quite affordable as well it's not in the same league as um makita or dewalt you know not not, not at all you, you're unlikely to find it on a building site but um their their uh, diy stuff is fantastic so uh, they have uh, a vacuum cleaner that they came out with this year was very excited for it because it shared the batteries that I use for my for my tools, and it's this tiny little vacuum cleaner. It's the shape of a cube. That's the, the name of it. The works cube vac, and really really small, and su- it's surprisingly powerful. Which yeah took took you know t- took me aback because um, you you'll find that the 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 portable vacuum cleaners on the market, unless they're really expensive, mm-hmm. uh, like a Dyson. Yeah, uh, just don't suck very well. So it's a portable vacuum cleaner it, it, we're talking about here. It is, yeah. yeah it, it's, okay. it's completely portable. It's one that you could fit under the buggy in the mm-hmm. ca- the carry cot under the okay. buggy. Yeah. Um, in 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 the back of the car. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, to give you an idea, it's probably about seven to eight inches per side. Okay. Yeah. So it's yeah. really quite small. Um, it slots in a battery and it, fit, it, it, it just just fits in and it's nice and flush. And it's got a, a an extendable hose. Uh, like a normal vacuum cleaner hose mm-hmm. that has a magnetic buckle on the side. And oh, sweet! Yeah, so it just clips. You on. never told me that. That's, that oh, sounds dude, pretty neat. It's, it's got all these awesome little quirks. Where the battery fits has the outlet. Uh, <laughs> John, for, farting while I'm having a, oh, a review. He? Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's not good. Throwing um, throw me off. I should have brought the vacuum cleaner. Yeah. So, <laughs> how much is it, Magnus? How much did you pay for it? Uh, so I I bought it without batteries. Uh, you can get it like. Uh, they, they call it bare or with batteries. Okay. Uh, so uh, without batteries, I paid fifty pounds. Okay. Yeah, forty nine. Where did you buy it from? I got it from Amazon. Very good. Yep. Okay. Uh, you can get it with batteries, and I think Amazon does it with one or two batteries. For one battery, it costs between eighty nine to ninety nine. Depends on the day. That's not bad. Okay. No, it's it's really not bad at all. Okay. Uh, now, in terms of how long it lasts with mm-hmm. one battery. Uh, it has two settings, so mm-hmm. it's got high and a low. Uh, low is more than enough. High is really quite powerful. So to clean the car, is that decent? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, for sure. So why don't uh, you run us through some minutes. of the positives of this product? Um, so positives, it's small. Mm-hmm. Um, the battery life is, is fantastic. You can almost forget about it. Yeah. Um, it has two accessories, uh, like an extendable pole for going into corners and a brush that slot neatly into the device. Yeah. And they just fall in. Um, the, the hose is maybe about three, uh, three feet in length. So even though it's a compact unit, it will surprise you with how much reach mm-hmm. you have. Um, and it's quite easy to clean, which is important if you're going to be cleaning up baby shit and, uh, food. That's falling well, not the literal. Well, baby if, shit. If you're John. okay okay so the positives would you say there are any negatives to the product um negatives because the hose is telescopic it's like that ringlet kind of 
design that you get with all vacuums. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are going to be using it for primarily baby stuff like I do, then it can get a bit dirty. So you need to buy a specialist brush to clean okay. it, but that's only like three, four quid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the va- availability of parts. Okay. So a new filter. Mm-hmm. Um, there aren't any at the minute, but what oh, really? said that there will be one. Uh, it's 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 a uh, bagless. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's only the, the the filter that you need to, to clean, clean, and yeah. that's very easy. Honestly speaking, Matt, there aren't many negatives for me. Okay. Okay. Great. And what would you say is the value for money on this? Well, if you compare it to other uh, similar uh, products, they don't even come close. It's it's fantastic mm. for the price. The suction is is what you really want, mm-hmm. uh, and for that price range, for fifty pounds. That's or not bad, even ninety pounds. Well, overly honest, Dad's in- endorses powerful suction. I think that's fair to say. We do. Yeah, yeah we do. It sucks really well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Would you say this is an essential product or just nice to have? Well, we use it four, five, six times a day. Oh wow! So it's essential for us. Gets a lot. Of, it gets yeah. heavy usage. Yeah. Okay. Very, yeah, very, very heavy usage. Okay. Great. So let give us your overall verdict and and end it with a mark out of ten. So my overall verdict is that this is a really well designed piece of kit. They've thought of more or less everything. They've cornered the market in terms of um, portable vacuum cleaners for sure. They've made a, a very affordable portable device that appears to be quite reliable, um, lasts uh, a, a long time, and also meets expectations. I give it pretty much a solid. Eight and a half, if not nine out of ten. I see. With, with the, the the things you're saying, I'm hearing nine out of ten from what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's nearly spot on. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So, Magnus, thank you for your review, and uh, and yeah, if anyone out there feels inspired to uh, to buy this product, please do let us know. You can email us at overlyhonestdads at gmail dot com um, and keep us updated on your purchasing. Uh, and how it went for you so uh, so thanks Magnus for that um, we're sure. going to take another very quick break and when we come back it's our overview of baby overview slash review of babies episode three so join us for that in just a second welcome back to this lovely episode of overly honest dads we're going to be reviewing slash overviewing uh, episode three of the Netflix documentary entitled babies simply titled Babies. And this episode is all about crawling and movement in general. Um, So let's get on with the recap. So we start out rather predictably with some babies crawling around. And then we fairly quickly see a baby trying to crawl up some steps. I don't know if you guys remember that, but that was really like in the first minute or two, Bit dangerous. Yeah, I yeah yeah yep, I completely agree. Yeah, yeah, and just letting the baby do it, you know, f- for the TV. Yeah, there's a kid, but there's a parent sort of kind of behind, but not close enough behind for me not yep. to worry. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but Emily occasionally crawls up the steps, but we're right behind yeah. her yeah, we with are. our hands inches away from her, like yeah. literal yep. inches away. Mm-hmm. Um, because we kind of feel that it's fine to let her explore a little bit, mm. but as long as someone is there to catch her the moment anything goes wrong. On this Netflix show, they didn't give a shit. No. Anything for tv baby yeah, yeah. so they let yeah. the baby crawl up the stairs um and then we have a, a, a woman who um tries to say that crawling might be more than a stage so yeah. essentially that crawling is isn't just a step on the way to walking that it's fundamental to how we move and that's sort of the premise that they set up at the start of this episode um fairly quickly we move on to uh, meeting a baby named pasco 
in London. Um, and Pasco is doing tummy time. Um, uh, I think in this situation, uh, the father is the one that's staying home and the mother's going out to work and they have a little interview with the mother. And it seems that she's a bit jealous of the fact that she's not at home. Yep. Um, that's not really relevant to the episode overall, but that's... Couldn't care, but give a shit. It's your choice. Don't, we don't care. Uh, well, nothing to do. Nothing to do with the episode. With bit regards harsh. To crawling. That is a bit harsh. Bit harsh. Uh, John, I think the show um, gets on my nerves, and that's probably why I react this way. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate maybe. the contribution. It's just yeah, a bit harsh. Yeah, bit bit harsh. <laughs> then we jump to Paris, um, and there's a motor development expert. This is one of three experts that we encounter in the show. I can't remember the expert's name. I didn't write it down. Uh, but uh, Abdul. Pardon? Huh? Abdul. <laughs> That makes no sense. <laughs> just anything now. I'm just going to that word. Okay. Well, the expert thinks that crawling is mysterious. Uh, she loves crawling. She's almost as passionate about crawling as the breast milk woman was in episode yeah. two. This is less creepy, though, I have to say. Less the creepy. breast milk yeah, lady kind of creeped me out. Yeah, there was close-ups of her grinning again. It's just oh, like, yeah, why I know, they yeah, like... shit? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a bit strange. Yeah. But anyway, she thinks that newborn baby. She thinks of newborn babies as astronauts returning from space. Um, that in the womb they could move around, but once they're born, <laughs> they're restricted by gravity. Um, you know, as we all are. Um, and and she claims that one one hour after birth, while doing skin to skin, babies can kind of move themselves towards the boob. Mm. Uh, which is maybe more movement capability than we give newborn babies credit for. Mm-hmm. Which you know that in itself is quite special. That, that yeah, the, I, the I agree. We all have experience in that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing to see the connection formed between newborns and mothers in those early stages, and perhaps that's one example that's not been focused on enough. And she also focuses on the fact that babies can crawl in water. So if you hold them in water, they'll do crawling motions. Mm-hmm. Um, and is there a connection? between these early movements and eventual crawling that will occur around eight to ten months. Um, so so this is sort of the setup. Um, and then we start off, we, we go back, sorry, to some baby brain experiments, which is a theme of this show of just generally experimenting on babies, using babies as tools to demonstrate whatever point these experts have. Um, it's, do, do you guys feel it's a bit cruel at this point, the yeah, amount of babies we see yeah. experimented on? Yeah, yeah, well, that that one in particular, episode three, they they, they really went I, to town on that. Yeah, I, that I, fucking I, skateboard. Yeah. That was, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, the crawly skate. Yeah. I think you find that. No, shit. the crawly skate. Skate. Crawly skate. The en français. Um, encore. Um, anyway, so they try and make the babies think that they're moving using a surface with black dots moving beneath them. So imagine sort of the floor has has uh, has black dots moving forward to back and they hold the baby above it. So the ground looks like it's moving and they try and see how the baby reacts to that. And what happens is they move their arms and feet in almost like a swimming motion, essentially. Yeah. That's what happens. Um, um, around this point, we meet another baby called Helmy. Um, they're trying to find a way to let newborns. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> what was the name? I missed that. Help me! Help me! Help me! Help me! Help me. Oh. Help no, me. Because they put her on a skateboard. She should be wearing a helmet. That's why. <laughs> oh no! Just the baby's like, help me! Help me! Help me! Um, so they're trying to. So essentially, the researchers, uh, the experts, are trying to find a way to let newborn babies move 
uh, despite the freakish weight of their large heads. Because, um, you know, when, when newborns are newborn, they have huge heads, and that's essentially what's restricting well, them. They, they, they said that their heads are one third yeah, of, of their, their weight. weight. Of course, yeah, it's the bone and the heads. brain. It's the bone and the brain. It's not the big head. It's the bones it's the in bone. the skull, and the brain is yeah, heavy. The soft, squishy bone. Because yeah. babies, like newborn babies, are like impossibly stupid. So yeah. it can't be the fucking brain. Like they're so fucking thick. <laughs> like I, no, guys, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Look, well, I know what. I, yeah, you know, you, yeah, I know. This I know. episode was just like a visual representation of the mediocrity of human infants compared to any other. I mean, any I'm other animal, on any no. other animal can just like get up and it's kind just, of wobble so away. Stupid. But, yeah. <sighs> Anyway. Anyway, so they can't lift their heads, so they can't really move. So in order to do the experiments, they invent a mini baby skateboard that they call a crawly skate. And you've got to wear a helmet to go on it. A crawly skate. It's an unusual punishment. Yeah. That's what it is. So essentially it's a um it's a surface, it's a little skateboard that the baby goes on sort of uh, face down and Which is and horrible the, to look at. The the arms and legs can move around and propel the baby. Well, it, it was just the legs. Yeah, it was it just was the just legs. The legs moving, yeah. so the arms that baby strapped. was crying so much. It, it really pissed me off. Yeah, it, it really was. did. And so they attached the baby to the crawly skate and the baby starts to propel itself with its legs. Um, I think mostly to get away from the woman uh, that was doing the research that was placed behind the baby. I think it's just a flight, <laughs> fight or flight reaction. Um, I want to run away <laughs> yeah. like, from the weird lady. <laughs> oh no, get me away oh. from this crazy woman. Is it that um, nation's lady? She's chasing me. Ah, she's, Jesus Christ. <laughs> get me to the brie. Mad. Um, so, <laughs> Pinot Noir. What? I don't know. Pinot Noir. <laughs> yeah, fuck knows. Okay. Um, so, yeah, and the babies are... Yeah, I, I wrote down, and more babies crying in the name of science. It's which, horrible. I mean, it's such a horrible bloody thing. I can't stand it. The skateboard thing, there's no fucking need for it. Baby face down. Like, don't do that. It's hard. The baby... How, well, you as a parent are a disgrace for doing science, that. John. It's but science, John. But there's, there's no like, need for the skateboard. Like, we know on. they move their legs. I don't need to put well, a face down on this, a skateboard. This isn't, this isn't hard, John. It's she not. wasn't wearing a helmet it's not hard <laughs> so apparently like the reason for this research is that in the past the consensus among you know interested folks was that humans were only bipeds so they only just walked on two feet um and the research shows that that's not the case and that humans from the you know the point of being born are capable of moving in different ways from just walking um and then we get some parkour to back that up, the back to back yep. up that humans don't just walk; that they also use their hands. Mm. Um, now, I'm a bit confused because the, if the point of this research was to say that humans don't just walk, why don't I see more people crawling on the street? You know, why do, why aren't more people getting around using things other than their oh, legs? Well, I think that's beyond the scope of the show. Maybe if we were to go into it, it would indicate that crawling is such <laughs> job. <laughs> <laughs> That, that gets cut out. <laughs> that crawling. Edit there. Are, are, are we editing this? Yeah, we're editing the Timmy. <laughs> Timmy. <laughs> hey, 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 his fault, not mine. Where, where did we get to? Because we need a clean cut. I was just going to crack on, but it's fucking Timmy. <laughs> it actually makes me laugh. <laughs> okay, so I can I can pick up that pick back up. Um, I can just go back to the parkour bit. Yeah, go parkour. Okay. <laughs> So then we get some parkour um, to demonstrate that people do move around using their 
their arms from time to time. But I'm a little bit confused because when I'm out and about in the world, which, you know, does happen now that lockdown is a little bit eased, I don't see people crawling or using their hands to get about. And so I know... I'm not sure the value of this research. Mm. I really don't see the value of it. Well, I, I think this is potentially beyond the scope of the show, and it may be the case that crawling is potentially vestigial of the times that we were on four legs and bipedal. Mm-hmm. But this is going back millions and millions and millions of years. Yeah, and, and so therefore, what does what re, what value does this research hold other than allowing someone to appear on a Netflix show and look all smug? Yeah. I, think, I think they got signed for too many episodes and they needed to add some <laughs> shit in there. Okay, then yeah, I think I think we're all a bit down on this research, and in, in you know in in general, the uh, what's it called? The, the, the crawly skate is a bunch of bullshit. Well, the, the, it's this not this just that. It's, to to it's horrible. It's torture. I mean, yeah, I, I don't well, like it. There's no need for the crawl escape. Yeah, there really yeah, there isn't. Um, so now we take a trip to Atlanta, Georgia, the great state of Georgia in the US of A. Um, and we have Georgia. a new expert, our second expert. And actually, I found this this one fairly interesting. Of oh, the um, artist. Uh, so it was about um, a baby growth and uh, and the resulting you know changes in, in babies as, as they grow older. Mm. And uh, it's about sort of how the growth actually occurs so tradition so typically we think about babies growth in terms of a curve they have very yeah. gradual growth maybe they're growing a little bit each day so what this woman did is that she went and measured babies every single day the same babies every day to measure exactly when their growth occurred so i think they measured the circumference of the head and the length of the baby and uh, to sort of uh, take a long story short um what they what she found out is that um the you can have quite substantial growth over a 24-hour period. So a baby could grow up to, I think, 1.8 centimetres um, in 24 hours. What 1.6. Was it 1.6? Yeah, yeah. 8, 8 centimetres would be ludicrous. 1.8. I said 1, 1.8. Oh, sorry, right. Yeah, yeah. 1.8. Yeah, 1.6. 1, 1. So 0.8 to 1.6 yeah. in 24 hours. And I found that mental. Yeah. And then after like, that, they, they maybe for a few yeah. days, they didn't grow at all. Um, yeah. And so yeah. And so it was some fairly... It's like they grow early on a Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, and apparently you can link these these very significant short-term growth spurts with resulting changes in behavior and mood. Um, and, you know, we've all had experiences of, of fairly young babies just becoming kind of nightmarish for a day or two. And perhaps this these things are linked was kind of what, what she was getting at. If your infant's being a dick, measure their length. <laughs> okay. They're growing. Towards being a full-grown dick. Now, in this period, we also meet a new baby. We meet baby Mateo. Um, his, I remember, I wrote down his parents very have cute. a lot of wine. Very, uh, they yeah, all, they did in the background, but very yeah, cute baby. A lot of wine. He's a bit of a handful. He needs attention. I'm not sure why we met him. He just popped up for a little bit. I mean, but it he was, was very cute. Yeah, yeah, it was I nice to, to meet him. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they didn't really add anything. Uh, then we go back to the expert. She publishes um, her research, and the scientific community was not happy, hmm. was the upshot. They didn't really go into a great deal of detail, but essentially the scientific community was used to the idea that baby growth happened on a curve, and when she suggested that might not be the case, then they were not happy with her. Uh, this happened many years ago. I think this was maybe 80s or 90s. Well, so yeah, one of the first records so, was 1981, wasn't it? So yeah, are, are we to ago. believe that she was the inventor 
of measuring on a daily basis. I think that's the implication. I think really? that's what she was saying. I don't know whether that's true. Well, she Jeez. had the evidence as well. Yeah. I mean, okay. maybe other people did re- similar research. Yeah. Maybe they got different results. Mm. Um, who knows? I mean, it's hard because when you're looking at scientific research, um, we, we, we've all worked in you know, a related industry, so so yeah. we're probably not unfamiliar with the idea of like of clinical studies or, the, or this kind of stuff. Um, without knowing the, re- the full research methodology, it's hard to, yeah. to be able to, 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 to give people a, a, a judgment on how accurate this kind of stuff is but presumably the information's out there if you want to look she, at it she, she did make out like it was some kind of global scandal yeah that yeah. everyone was after her yeah. um, lambasting yeah oh yeah I mean and to be fair she did the work and she got those results and published them oh, it's, and you know, I think the biggest thing that she came out with which I thought was you know really smart apparently it takes two people to measure a baby and I was kind of like I think as a parent, you're like, well, no shit, Sherlock. Um, yeah. <laughs> just like she, she came out with some of these gems where I'm just like, why are you saying this? <laughs> I'm just like, it's common sense. Yeah. Well, um, I think she was stuff. making a lot of stuff bigger than it was in a I, way. I, I don't think this person was. I think That's a lot the of the other people show. were. I think mm-hmm. a lot of other people were, but I think this woman was fairly no, on know. a level. I, um, I disagree. I think there was just, a, it was just over talking things then she know oh, and i remember i went to see the family at seven in the morning that day in 1981 and i was like well well done, well done um that you remember it was seven in the morning why do i need to know that and like that stuff like that there was just there's no need she was trying to fill gaps that she didn't have you know words for basically it's like annoying it's like remembering you go to the pizza express yeah yes my friend what do you want boss <laughs> so we go we're back with baby pasco um, and do you remember the dad did a rather dangerous looking maneuver? I would he, have slapped them. So essentially, he held so the baby stood in his hand and he re, he held the baby in the air and yeah. tried to balance it so the baby would stand oh, my up. Days. Uh, my heart was in my mouth. Same as me, same as me. I, I, can't, I can't agree with people do like people to throw their babies right up in the air. I'm just like. What are you doing? Magnus looks scandalised right now. Oh, oh he oh, does this. Do he does this. You, you. He did this. Oh, uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> and Quinn loves it. And her balance is sick because because of it. She can't... I, I've not been able to get her to stand on my hand. Because she, she, she just sits down. Because she like, fell yeah. about three or four but times. I, 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 like, yeah, yeah. She like, does you, get... Oh, it's so dangerous, she man. Does, she gets hurt with me sometimes. Yeah, but like... It, you should like, admit this on a no, podcast. No, 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 no. Social I, babies. I, I mean like so far up your ass. I know, I know. I, know. I mean lightly hurt with me. Like she'll, Seriously, she'll you like, take a Boris. Uh, yeah, Get okay. on him. <laughs> but she loves it. She loves it. She runs up to me. She wants to be thrown about, you know. Of course, they don't know danger. You do your Muppet. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. You, she, you do make a point. I actually never thought of that before. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on. Um, and, and then we have... Uh, Pasco has some pushy grandparents. Um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but yeah. they Skype with the grandparents back in Australia and they're trying to tell the parents what to do. I think that's an experience we could all relate to to some extent oh, in terms goodness. of, you know, grandparents. They mean well, but they aren't half pushy at times. Um, so now we're in New York City with yet another expert, our third expert, and she is talking about, uh, I think she started talking about plant growth and then somehow that, that leads to a focus on baby development. This um, is the artist come scientist. Yeah. And then she talked about the people focusing on getting babies to crawl in straight lines, but people don't move in straight lines in the real world. Um, and she built an adjustable slope 
experiment. So it's like a it's like a crawling path, and they can adjust the slope on the path to see how babies sort of uh, adjust their <laughs> movement uh, to the, the steep to the steepness of the obstacle course. And tough um, mother for babies. Yeah, tough mother for babies. <laughs> uh, John does not look impressed. Um, just to tell you guys, do you remember when she was there. raising it up and down? It was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was kind of scary. Baby was like, well, you you imagine if a baby was on that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're fucking with me. I don't know why I'm French baby again. Yeah. So the baby's crawling, uh, you know, along the ramp, and they increase or decrease the incline. Um, they want to witness the baby's decision making um, in terms of their own mobility. So uh, they they sort of make the steep the slope steeper, and they sort of watch how the babies react to that and whether they attempt to uh, to to overcome. Uh, the obstacle or whether they give up um and the slopes get very steep yeah mm-hmm. they really do yeah, I, um it's a full 90 degree yeah incline. We, we see a baby trying it and he's very overconfident uh yeah. w- about its own abilities and um they find that oh, sometimes babies will just take the leap so i think at one point it's a complete 90 degree mm-hmm. angle and the baby just goes for it yeah, yeah. um thankfully there's someone there to catch the baby so we're not just watching babies yeah. face plant from you know from a few feet in the air the, the, no does babies anyone else feel that this software should come pre-installed like for real like a, it just just fucking well the baby should know it should, yeah. it, it should it should have some idea of that being dangerous like some kind of vertical perception but they they don't. They don't. Everything is an exploration for them. Yeah. And they will just go for it. Some people have the idea that we have evolved from reptiles. If we have, you spend a long time in an egg before you get to the outside world and you have an idea of what you're doing. I think as babies, they're still in the egg a little bit. They still don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I think, I I think, think that's there's, there's an aspect to yeah. that that I can, mm. I can relate I, to. I don't think they're in an egg, though, are they? They're no, in no. The I know, but they, they, they are in an egg in mental an state where they don't quite understand their outside world. They still think they're quite protected and they don't yeah. know what they're doing. They'll develop and learn. Well, they're, 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 they're born. I know we're going on a tangent here, but they're, they're kind of born... Um, not ready. To they're be not. They're well. not fully cooked, are they? Yeah, they're not fully cooked. That's no. the thing is they develop over the first year or so. Yeah, because yeah, otherwise there's no way they'd get out the the human. Yeah, this is the trade off. So they, they come out like first. step out like mom passive pass lighter. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so th- there's another baby that takes the obstacle course, and he's a more experienced crawler. Uh, or no, so it's a it's a female baby. Uh, she does better. Um, she doesn't want to crawl down the steep slope, and she goes backwards. Um, uh, to sort of get herself down. Clever uh, baby. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are smarter than boys. She's a winner. Um, then there's another baby that crawls on hands and feet like a bear. Um, which I thought was quite amusing. I've never seen a baby do that. Um, and uh, then we go back to Mateo briefly. We're back with Mateo, the baby John loves. Uh, he's crawling. Um, and then we go back to the slope expert. She's saying that some babies start crawling and then stop crawling for a while. That it activates and then deactivates, which. God knows if that's, you know, how that works. But hey, that's maybe interesting to know. And she observes that some babies, crawling is variable uh, and all babies are different. No shit. <laughs> and I think that really sums up this show, this episode for me. Any, I think any parent watching this show will be like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of this stuff, like the fact that babies from an early age, like if you hold them up and put their feet onto a surface, they'll almost try and walk. And, uh, you know, you put them on their tummy and they try and move. Um, This is not rocket science. If you're a parent, you've seen this for yourself. Mm. And I kind of, I couldn't help but come away from this particular episode thinking it was an hour of cod science. (laughs) Just this episode? 
I mean, I think other ones like the breast milk ones, uh, there was really interesting stuff in the breast milk. Like there was examples of what the, there was differences in the amount of milk that came out if it was a boy or a girl yeah. and, and actual empirical data that you could base conclusions from. <laughs> this, I, I don't, I didn't have the uh, same response see, to it. I, I think, I think that with, with previous episodes, Matt, you were more open to the, to the concept of that show. And now you're, you're probably looking for more and your method of mm-hmm. viewing it is wrong. This isn't a show that you can think with. It's very, very, very so, pop science. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's it's pure entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's quality entertainment. It's shot well. It's got uh, uh, appropriate music. But you're not going to learn much from it. I don't think I've learned much at all from from any of the episodes. Well, far less than I've learned from actually being a parent and living it myself. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. It's 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 for for me when I watch it, it's like a memory. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's a yeah. nice, cute memory of like, oh yeah, yeah you know, that's how Quinn was. It's a nostalgia. Yeah, it's a nostalgia venture. But beyond that, nah. John, any thoughts? I, I called it homework last week. I I'm going to call it homework if we continue. I I'm really of the opinion that if you're a parent already. To be honest, you watch this if you're a cynical like me. I'm from episode one. I'm just like fucking poor. Like I'm, common sense. Like I can figure out. Yes, maybe some things of data are interesting, but I just think some of the things just get on my nerves because it's just like, well, of course. Like, oh, we think crawling is a little more. Of course, because they need to build muscles, you dickhead. Like, for fuck, like some of the things <laughs> they were talking about. Like, shut the fuck up. It's like the last one. Oh yeah, if a mother smokes, the baby doesn't learn. Of course, you know what to fucking smoke when the, you're fucking pregnant or near a baby, you fucking dickhead. There's no need to put it in a show. I just think it's just common sense shit. I mean, maybe some of the details are interesting, but for me, it's just growing on me on how much it pisses me off. It's good to. You know, review it with you guys because at least I can just vent about it. Because when I'm watching it, I'm just looking at my iPad going, I'm what a bunch of fucking crap. You guys got way too many episodes on Netflix and you have to fill it in with fucking (laughs) music and random babies that sometimes have nothing to do with the show. Oh, yeah, they have nothing to do with the show a lot of the time. Some of them are like, it's just like, like, here's the baby, the baby's cute. Yeah, there you go. And I I used to smoke a lot of weed in in university and then I I decided to start looking at, you know, a tough mother for babies. I mean, some of these experts are not fucking experts. They're just like weird people with weird fetishes for random baby stuff. Like, it's just random. It's so random. It really is. Okay, so I'm getting a a negative vibe and I think that means we should continue watching the show. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) If only because I want to subject John to more psychological torture. Yeah, tonight you're already subjecting me to a lot of onions in a Big Mac. Yeah, and I, I, I think you're really starting to get on my tits, Matt. So, um, <laughs> yes, yes, victory. Yeah. So I think what we're going to do is the next three episodes, let's just carry on as segment episodes and power through the rest of this show um, and do more product reviews and do more Am I Being Unreasonables and um, and let's get to the end of this show. Mm-hmm. Maybe when we get to episode uh, episode um, six, then uh, we can make it sort of a, a double segment and give an overall review and we'll try and make it maybe a slightly less incredible and angry uh, than maybe yeah. it made I'd, us I'd like today. to announce my retirement from the podcast. <laughs> thank, thank fuck. Um, me and Mag, duo. Indeed, yeah, duo we'll, supreme. We'll get more listeners, I'm sure. Um, okay, so that will wrap up this uh, this overview of Babies Episode 3 on Netflix. I think it's fair to say we've picked some holes in this one, um, but it's not to say it's not worth watching. There's interesting stuff in there, especially if you just want to be nostalgic for when your baby was 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 uh, was newborn, because it's definitely good for that. Um, we're going to take another very brief break, and when we come back, we're going to do Am I Being Unreasonable? And then we're going to leave you to get go about your day. So 
join us back here in just a moment. Thank you very much. Bye. Welcome back to the final segment of this episode of Overly Honest Dads. Um, So a quick thing to say, during this episode, you might have heard the following noise. Because we are drinking a very, very tasty drink that has come to us via John. John, why don't you explain what has happened? So basically, quite simply, I've been using, and and we're not getting paid for this, by the way, but I've been using, personally been using an app called Wine App in the UK. And it's really quite handy during lockdown uh, because in London, they get you with booze in 40 minutes. Um, (laughs) Basically, they deliver in zone one and two in London. They deliver booze within 40 minutes. Really? Yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, And and if you're just outside zone two, it takes one to two days for you to get the booze you order. And they have really neat, like, specialized gin and very, like, selected number of, like, well, good And literally bottles. neat, I imagine. Yeah, very neat. Yeah, yeah. Neat on occasions. Um, no, but really, really good bottles of wine. Um, me being Italian and having grown up with a vineyard on the back of my granddad's house, I kind of don't drink everything. I'm not very much a wine drinker because I overdrank when I was young. But when I do drink, I like to get certain stuff. And they actually have it which I was quite surprised by. So, um, yeah, uh, sort of been in touch with them and they've, uh, you know, we, we've been drinking one of the vodka bottles that, that, that we've been... Marmalade you know, vodka. Marmalade vodka. And it's, I think we're quite happy with it. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, yeah. Mixed with a bit of Sprite and ice, it's, it's, it's not a bad beverage. It goes, it goes down far too easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> although, although we're not nearly as, as loose as we were on our last episode. <laughs> yeah, last episode we were quite drunk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I wasn't, but yeah. <laughs> I was. Um, I was very tipsy. Okay, fine, so, so you have a code, don't yeah, you? Yeah, so I just basically wanted to, yeah, if anyone's interested, if you download the wine app and you uh quote it's just called wine app isn't it? wine app yeah literally in the uk and if you quote the code gl704 you get 10 pounds off your first order so if anyone's interested feel free download the app and get the discount okay thank you john so now we're going to go on to am i being unreasonable so for anyone listening to this for the first time am i being unreasonable is a message board on Mumsnet, and what happens is people post up their issues and they want the denizens of Mumsnet to let them know whether they are being reasonable or not and so we're going to run through some of these posts and we're going to give our overly honest opinion on whether or not they're being reasonable it's my favorite part of the show Matthew. yeah john loves this um so the first one is um the uh, the title of the thread is am i being unreasonable to go for a run at 5am the poster is called dark descent and the post goes as follows i've just returned from spain so have been told to quarantine we're recording this at a time where the uk government imposed a quarantine on arrivals from spain of two weeks that came in over the weekend um i just returned from spain so i've been told to quarantine would i be unreasonable to go for an early morning run when no one will be about yes quarantine respect the rules you prick well very decisive from john there magnus you don't look quite so Quite so clear cut in your deliberations. You look, you look puzzled. Well, she's she's intelligent about it. I, I don't mm-hmm. see the reason why she shouldn't. Yeah, I, I'm I'm all I'm all for observing the quarantine rules and, mm-hmm. and what science has said is best practice. But if she's going to go at five in the morning, and maybe she's going to run in the road or somewhere where there's just like or a the very very and yeah, runs or, into someone, even if it's one person, I I still am. Now that the cases are starting to rise, I'm not sure if people have been reading the news or looking at the data, respect the rules, people, for a good fucking reason. Even mm-hmm. if they seem harsh, respect the fucking rules. Because this week, announcements have come that in France, in Spain, cases are starting to rise. And we're getting towards winter, the cases will rise again. 
I don't want another lockdown. I don't want the economy to crash. Yeah. People uh, stay at fucking home when yeah. you're told to. Uh, someone called Regular says, and this, dear reader, is why we're going to be fucked this winter. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think pretty much everyone um, uh, replying says, no, don't go out and do a run. Um, I remember early on in lo- lockdown, there were people showing research that joggers in particular uh, would spread an awful lot of virus. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, but then again, if you're outside, is it? Is it less likely it's going to... Well, the, the, the droplets don't go any further than one to two metres. But, if but you leave a trail behind people, you. You leave a trail behind you. Yeah, no, but it still drops. It's still, it's still forced via gravity. It doesn't stay But not stay instantaneous, up. is it? Takes no, a little bit. Yeah, no, you, you you are right. So if there was someone, yeah, maybe. maybe so to be honest, right. I can tell you this morning. Uh, I got yeah. up, went to the gym, left at ten past five in my house in my car. There was a lot of people on the pavements in London, um, either waiting for buses or walking towards bus stops or going to work, whatever it may be. Just there's no need to, to just stop being so selfish. And I'm not saying Putin is right where he said you go to prison if you go out and you respect quarantine, but it looks like people can't be treated as grown ups. It's just a simple rule. It's going to be a difficult year for everybody. Let's not make it a difficult two years. Respect the fucking rules. I mean, yeah. it's as simple as that. Exactly. So let's move on. The next one, uh, the the uh, the thread title is, 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 am I being unreasonable to ask for more money from DP? That's dear partner. Um, in 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 mum's net language, so DP <laughs> means partner. John um, is being very mature right now. Very um, vulgar. The po- I haven't said anything. Yeah, the post, you didn't yeah, need to say. Yeah, anything. it was the actions that you were doing that are the. the, the and what, once what, again, what was that? Yeah, how do you do that? How does that Jesus. work? Jesus. How does that mechanically work? Oh my god! <laughs> come to one of my infusion days, mate. Yeah, the poster is called "What the Hey," um, and she gives us some backstory. So DP moved in with me and my child a year ago, or did my children a year ago. Uh, he was renting a flat for five hundred pounds per month before before this. We spoke about him moving in, and he said he'd pay me the five hundred pounds rent. I agreed at the time. Uh, but now I feel resentful and I don't know if I'm being unreasonable. I own my house and the mortgage is relatively small. I have four children and obviously don't expect him to support them. I lost around £800 per month in tax credits when he moved in as I was no longer eligible. We are both self-employed. I pay all the household bills, buy the food, cook the food, do the laundry, housework, childcare, etc. My monthly bills, including utilities, mortgage, sky, etc. are £1,500. He does the dishwasher most nights and moans about the kids not helping around the house. If I asked him to hoover, he would, and he does uh, any DIY that needs doing or fixes stuff when it breaks. He occasionally, uh, he buys occasional shopping slash wine slash takeaway slash meals out. He paid for some wood, around £300, for a project in the garden and spent a few days making it recently. Uh, in brackets, I paid 2k for the rest of the project to be finished by a professional. That's throwing some shade there. Um, I know it's not his house and they're not his children, but I feel like he's getting a really good deal for £500 a month. He paid that in rent, but then paid um, food, utilities, council tax, etc. on top of that before he moved in. I'm 20 weeks pregnant with his baby and my costs are going to go up. We have had a few conversations where I said I'm supporting him, but he maintains he pays his way slash contributes. Am I being unreasonable to ask for more, Magnus? I can tell you're desperate Dead to say something. Deadbeat partner. Dead, deadbeat fucking partner. That is incredible. How the fuck did you get away with this, man? That's but she, She's 20 weeks pregnant with this person that she can't breach this boundary with like are you fucking kidding me you should be able to you should look any relationship and this is to everyone any relationship 
should have financial transparency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 50-50. 50-50. Uh, yeah. As, well, as much as possible, within yeah. reason, right? It should be equal to you. However you choose for that to be equal is up to you, but it should be equal where you both feel like you're, you're contributing fairly. If that's, if that's 50-50, if that's 10-90, whatever it is, it needs to be fair. In this, this relationship here, it's fucked. It's not. And she should... I think this this is this is other problems going on here. If she can't yeah, have definitely. that conversation, then um, how many kids fun. has she got? Uh, four, I think. Damn. Yeah, four children. Sounds like someone yeah, makes bad decisions. Presumably, she's getting um, payments from <laughs> someone or other. No, that, that was harsh. I take that back. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think the, the so John, do you have any thoughts? Um, just deadbeat partner. Yeah, I, he, I think it's absolutely. What a dick! dick really, it seems yeah. like he's just trying to get away with it. Um, yeah. So let's read some of the responses. So Backed Queen says, well, of course you are not being unreasonable. His expenses and uh, and disposable income went up when he moved in and yours went down. Why isn't he contributing to food, at least from the beginning? How do you both intend to fund your maternity leave or does he see that as your problem? Um, Tokyo Sushi says, if he wants to be part of the family, he needs to pay his way. Basically half of everything, which is what we've just said. I assume your baby is his. Yeah, she said that, Tokyo Sushi. Keep up. Um, what's he going to do when they are born? Just pay for half of their food and nothing else. He needs to grow up. Um, I think we're all in agreement there. Yeah. Amen. Um, so let's go on to the next one. Um, so, yeah, this is actually one that I picked because it this happened to me fairly recently. Um, so... The poster's name is What Name to Choose 85, um, and the thread uh, is titled Man Sitting Outside of My House. Um, hello, this is not so much for now I being reasonable, but more of what you would do in this situation. So this morning at roughly 7.30, a car pulled up outside my house, which is nothing unusual in itself as I live on quite a busy street where there is lots of on-street parking. Not many houses have driveways, so residents park wherever they can. At that time of the morning, there were quite a few empty spaces along the street, one being in front of our home. A man was sitting inside his car and looked like he was texting on his phone. I didn't think anything of it. I went to work at 8.30, returned for lunch to let the dogs out and the car is still there with a man sitting with his phone in his hand as before went back to work and just returned to see he's still there i've never seen him or the car before he's not a resident on the street as far as i know i've lived here for 14 years and recognize the neighbors and their cars i initially just brushed it off as he may be waiting for someone or maybe a relative or neighbor or something like that but as time has gone on i'm feeling a bit uneasy about it he's not harming anyone seems to be minding his own business but i can't help but feel it's a bit odd. He's obviously seen me leave and return, so has known when my house was empty. I think this is what has made me feel a bit creeped out. I'm probably overreacting, but what do you think? Was he there for 40 minutes, you said? No, well, it seems like he's been there for many hours. Because okay. she's, sure to, she's gone out in the morning, come back at lunchtime to let the dogs out, gone back to work, and then come back again. So it's like most of a daytime. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But is it is he there the, the next? Yeah, it is weird. It is strange, is he, isn't it? Yeah, it is strange, but it's not like cause for much alarm. Is he there the next day? Uh, it doesn't go on to say. It doesn't go on to say. But one reason I I, I bought this yeah. up is because since I mo- we moved into this house a year ago, we get a lot of this on this street, and I think it's because our street goes quite far back from the main road, mm. and people can park in here and just kind of chill out, um, and. You know, there's no parking costs. People can just like sit in their car for a long time, and we get an awful lot of it opposite our house, pre-lockdown mostly. Um, and and yeah, it is a bit strange when you have someone sitting outside your house for hours at a time in a car. Mm. It's a bit weird. But what would you do in this situation? Would you 
be tempted to do anything? Uh, no. I think, you know, this is something that is a bit weird. Um, it's probably not going to make you feel very easy to have someone sitting outside your house for a while. But in more in, in more cases than not, it's probably entirely innocuous. It's, 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 there's probably just someone hiding. They're probably pretending to be at work when actually they've been let go or something. So I think there's probably quite a straightforward explanation for why someone is just sitting on the street in a car for a long period of time. Um, so let's move on to the next, uh, the next Am I Being Unreasonable? Um, this one is about phone usage. Um, the, uh, poster is called shiny green elephant and the subject line is 11 year old and her phone so this is going to be more relevant to john because mm-hmm. i'm just, does, does christopher have a phone yet no when's he going to get one um probably secondary school okay so around 11 years old oh apologies brought your guitar yeah brought my guitar um so shiny green elephant says i'm absolutely furious i went uh, and I want some opinions on whether I'm reacting, overreacting, as I'm pregnant and hormonal, and my husband doesn't seem overly concerned. My 11-year-old had a friend stay over last night. She has a three-hour limit on her phone over the day, and it switches off from 9pm to 7am. But I extended this to midnight last night as a friend doesn't have a limit, and I knew they would want to use their phones. Woke up this morning to a security alert at 3am that she had changed my Apple password in order to take all limits off her phone. That means she could have spent a fortune on my card accessed inappropriate content etc she didn't she just sat on youtube for an hour but that's not the point i'm furious i've taken her phone and said she can earn it back in a week by showing me she could be mature extra chores no whining for it good attitude etc when she gets uh, gets it back her screen time will be reduced to one hour uh, which she can slowly build back up is this fair or am i overreacting <laughs> they're all obsessed with their phones so i know it's is going to seem like the end of the world. The naivety of that parent, incredible. In I think Zafura agrees with your methods. <laughs> <laughs> if, 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 if you as a parent think that works, you're yeah, an absolute you're, dick. You're a fucking idiot. You really are. She's a fucking idiot. If she, she really thinks is. that her, 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 her child that was born of the internet and technology is not going to be able to figure out a simple method of bypassing that, she's got something so else coming. So I can tell you that Already with the iPads that I've given out to the kids, the Amazon Fire Pads that I've given out to the kids, we haven't put a limit on it. Because the moment you put a limit, it's something they want to complain and argue about. And also figure out how to get around. It's just, I encourage other things. Yeah. You know, I encourage us playing Uno, I encourage us so that we can, oh, guys, have you played together? And No, we haven't. But you spend an hour playing together, it'll be good. It's a different approach because it's not the fascist approach of do this, do that. Yeah. And I know because on my skin it didn't, didn't work, did it? Mm-hmm. When I was I was got told, oh, you shouldn't watch The Simpsons because it's bad for you. Don't like yeah, <laughs> seriously, yeah. um, you know stuff like that. It's just you know so, she's just so naive, such a dick of a parent. Oh, gradually you can have it back, and only if you don't moan. And she's gonna go and blow cock in two minutes. Like if you yeah. keep what? going down she, that, like, she, like, literally, the moment like, you have the opportunity to break the rule badly and not get caught, you're gonna do it. That's what I did when I was younger. Yep. I started doing smoking weed, even if I didn't like it, because it was breaking a rule and I was getting getting away with it. Like, literally, just because it was the thing that absolutely I shouldn't have done. And that is literally what happens when you try and force a kid down that sort of route. Okay, so yeah. fairly unanimous uh, from yeah. the from the honest dads can, here. Can, can, I, can I just say a, a, a quick story? Because this is bringing up some, some memories. Years and years ago when um, we had the Windows XP 
computer. Yeah, yes, yeah, it was. Uh, this is a long time ago. I must have been like 12. My mum put a password on it um, and because maybe I was na- naughty or something. And I used the XP install disk to force a recovery right mm-hmm. uh, or a reinstall and from the reinstall you could go in to read the terms and conditions and uh, if if i remember correctly you could go and save the terms and conditions and it would it would pop up with a window to uh to prov- provide an area to save the terms and conditions or something like that um and through that you would navigate to the the windows 32 folder or mm-hmm. I, yeah i can't remember exactly where it was it was the windows 32 yeah folder, and right, then yeah. you could find the password and then you would just open the password in the notepad document, change it, or erase it. And then that's or how you would copy bypass. it and just use it to get in. Yeah. I, I, I bypassed it. And it was like these little things, mm-hmm. I figured out a method of you're getting so around. You're so smart when you're a kid. You find you ways to beat the, beat the system. Well, you, also, you have so little to do in, in your life that you can spend time on that kind of thing. Yeah. As yeah. an adult, you've got so many things to do that spending like an hour now. or two mm. trying to crack something seems like you know a bad use of time. Yeah, it does, yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So I, I made a, a recent mistake on giving my boy Minecraft, not giving him Minecraft per se, but it, it basically came up with a pop-up saying, oh, do you want to limit multiplayer for you know, a certain age and under? And I thought, okay. And now I've like, why did I do that? Because now I'm trying to, you know, release multiplayer to him and I can't figure out how to fucking do it. And it, mm. he needs multiplayer to do a bunch of stuff that he needs. And I yeah. appreciate where he's coming from. Like, why did I do it in the first place? I'm mm. such an idiot. I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, I th- I'm sure we'll get onto parental controls probably as Magnus and, uh, and I's uh, daughters get a bit older and that yeah. becomes more of an issue. Yeah, I think we can't that, talk about it before because, uh, you know, there's no other kids involved. Here. Well, well, also, you'd be the only one talking, <laughs> and I think we all agree that would be a bad no, idea. No, but I, I like your opinions. If we discuss a subject, it's a group discussion, even if it's about my kids. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll bear that in mind, John. I'll bear that in mind. Um no Thank you, promises, Mark. though. Um, so Lovely. let's go to the last. Um, am I being unreasonable for today's episode? Um, the poster is called "Cleaning Cleavage Cringe." That's cleaning cleavage cringe. Bit of a mouthful in more ways than one. Um, uh, and the subject line is: Am I being unreasonable to clean with boobs out? So. Got up after a night shift yesterday and cracked on with some cleaning, which I think is impressive in itself. Didn't see the point in getting dressed only to get all sweaty, so kept my pyjamas on, which for me is pyjama bottoms and a strap top. Anyway, day off today and had a note through the door saying, can you please dress more appropriately when uh, for activities like cleaning? My husband and I were uncomfortable with your display yesterday. Now, admittedly, I am very well endowed in the boob area. 100% not a stealth voice. They literally get on my tits and I'm hoping to have a reduction once we've finished having kids. Uh, and the girls did pop out a few times. It wasn't a supportive or concealing top as it's been retired from my wardrobe and relegated to the pyjama drawer. I'm absolutely mortified and want to find a way to apologise but the note was anonymous dear husband fell about laughing and said that i've every right to dress how i wish in my own home yes. and Thank if you. they don't if they don't like looking at me they have every right you to know look what happened away. in the other couple thing is yeah you, yeah you know exactly what happened thing is though i'm now <laughs> thinking about all the times i wandered around naked after a shower waiting for cream to soak in or fake tan to dry i've never thought twice about it the shame the deep deep shame she shouldn't be so shamed our next door neighbor he likes to walk about Naked. But he all zozy. Yeah, like, yeah, we're in the kitchen and we see him. Romana sees him, um, and 
he, he has every right. He, yes, he's house. He has a couple. He, he's part of a couple. Like it, it, it's mind your own fucking business. And you know what happened? The the husband got a boner, and she was pissed because she was this this chick that he was looking at was probably virile, um, and she's yeah. not. So. Oh, he's probably knocking one out, and the <laughs> wife caught him, and it put a note through yeah. the other neighbor's door. If this you're in your own house, life. why are you looking through people's windows? You and are. if you look accidentally, guess what you do? You look away. Exactly. And you ignore Close that it happened. Close the windows, look away, just ignore whatever. Sake. Or just, just deal with this, the, the situation. Because it happens. She, there, there, she's house. in her goddamn birthday suit. That's all I can say. She's in her birthday suit. Mind your own fucking business. Amen. Yeah. So, in response, a mum's net member called Jizz Pigeon 22 <laughs> said nah fuck them you wear what you like in your own home <laughs> send us some pictures <laughs> that's what it sounds like he's about to carry on with um, Fudge Brownie 2019 says ridiculous <laughs> John just uh, <laughs> struggled with his drink there ridiculous whoever wrote fudge that note brownie. is clearly looking a little too long and hard through your windows hard um, through the windows yep um so, yeah, I think we're all in agreement there. If you want to uh, whap the girls out in your own home, why not? Do what you need to do. And if you want to get your, your little man out when you're wandering around the home, why not? As long as you're not um, doing anything inappropriate, then what's the problem? If you're whacking out one out looking at your neighbor through their window, don't get caught by your wife. <laughs> that's another what, lesson what, in the Jesus, story. that's nothing to do with what That's literally talking. what it sounds like. It sounds like the, the other guy, the other couple where she said, oh, me and my husband saw you walking around naked. No, you probably caught your husband looking at her naked in her own house and you're complaining. Who knows? Who knows? But one thing I do know is this is the end of this episode. So this is the end of episode <laughs> of 18. Of overly honest dads, that was a very neat transition, my neatest transition ever, I believe. Um, and so we're gonna leave you to get about whatever you're doing. But thank you so much for joining us. We always appreciate when anyone decides to let us come into their ears. Um, and so uh, just a little bit of housekeeping. Um, we are uh, we are available to communicate with via an email address. Um, the email address is overlyhonestdads at gmail.com. That's overlyhonestdads at gmail.com. I'm not responding to these people. Um, are you going to do it, Matt? Uh, no, I think John will. John really. I can't get on the thing because it's got your mobile number on it. I can't get on the email, so people might have emailed Guys, us. And we haven't. Read we are emails. not a professional operation. We need to. We need to sort well, this the out. The Instagram page works <laughs> properly because someone looks after it. Thank you very much. Okay, so we have an Instagram page that John looks after. He posts generally fairly underwhelming memes, memes, but he tries. Uh, I think um, they call them normie memes, but I think the average <laughs> man finds it funny. It's these two fuckers are like Sheldon out of Big Bang, and yeah, they think you, you know, are they know quite everything. the normie. But we yeah. do, you know, we love you. We love you. We very love you much. anyway, even no, though. Like I mean, I, I mean, another phrase would be basic bitch. Um, yeah. I think that that applies. Um, we right, also have a, we have a Twitter account which is inactive, but you can you know you can go there and look at our logo if you want to. Um, and yeah, so get in touch if if you would like. We would love to hear from you. Um, and so all that's left is for me to thank uh, Magnus. My pleasure. And John. Thank you. I'm Matt, and it's been a pleasure to host you guys for another podcast. We'll be back next week with more of this guff. Uh, until then, have a great time. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you again soon. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>